everybody here can easily understand. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? What? Say what again? Say what again? I dare you. I double dare you. What we got here is a failure to communicate. Welcome to the Uncommon Communicator Podcast. Your hosts, James Gable and Brandon Thompson, are here to bring you enlightenment to the topic of communication. The single biggest problem in communication is the illusion that it has taken place. That mostly attributed to George Bernard Shaw. What are we here for today, Brandon? What is the name of our podcast? So the name of our podcast is The Uncommon Communicator. What does that mean? Well, you know... Everybody has to communicate, and it's not just like communication majors, or it's not just, you know, construction workers or people that work at Starbucks. Everybody has to. There's certain people that are better at it than others, but at the same time, everybody's got to do it. So how do we do it successfully? That's the goal of our podcast right here. What I've done is I've spent the last couple of years really thinking about what is the uncommon communicator. So that name just doesn't come out of nowhere. And with the Uncommon Communicator, I've spent a little bit of time trying to come up with the key. I told my boss, mm-hmm. I'm going to figure this key out of communication. And of course, couldn't find a key. There mm-hmm. was no magic words, no magic key until one time I realized that the key is really an enlightenment. And that's the goal of our podcast. We want to sit here and help people gain enlightenment to know that communication has or has not happened. Very much so. Um, and this applies to several different things, several different aspects of life. For instance, James has been using it very much in his work. He's was discussing talking about his boss. I use it. Everybody uses communication on a daily basis. I currently work at Starbucks. I got to turn somebody's venti ice caramel macchiato or macchiato and their poor communication into like a drink and it magically works. So we intend to come up with a, or we intend to inform, update, you know, and give y'all the tools that you can put in your tool shed to communicate effectively. And that really does start with enlightenment. And the key is getting communication to the point where we understand that it needs to happen. And with that, there's also what with it, it's kind of a combination lock is what I've deciphered it down to be. How, how do you speak? How do you listen? How, what's your emotional state? You emotional today? Not today, but I've been very emotional all week, actually, not going to lie, <laughs> for being honest. So what we want to do is go through all of these options of figuring out and understanding. We're all learners here. We all make mistakes. Nobody gets it perfect. We're all human beings. And that's probably the part that there is no magic key. But there, I think there's enough information and tools, as you said, for us to get to the point where we can unlock some information from others and really have a path of sincere conversation with others yep so the one of the questions you're probably asking yourself right now is why do i choose to listen to these two yahoos what are their credentials what are they doing and like why are they here so uh james give the people like a little bit of a rundown of yourself why do they need to listen to you instead of some other buyer or some other dude that has a podcast who's sitting in a basement just talking about communication all right i've been in construction for over 35 years I would say that I am a student of conversation at a lot of levels, both at the construction level guy, at the CEO level guy, but really looking back, and I just thought about this the other day, one of the things that really drew me into communication was the Abbott and Costello. uh, Who's on first? Who's on first. 
I laughed at that so much, the play on words. And really, if and those that know me know that I love words and I love wordplay. Mm-hmm. I hear words, I say words that are funny in my mind. But that whole wordplay really got me started on the path of, man, a, a, a twist in a couple of different words, completely different message. Mm-hmm. So starting with that as a kid watching Abbott Costello in black and white on my color television, I took that through a construction career of really trying to communicate project needs to people in a way that they understand it and get them to communicate back with me. So it's been kind of a practice of mine for the last 30 years. And then over the course of the last couple of years, I really wanted to unlock, it's always communication. That's all we talk about. So it's about reading books. It's about knowing things. It's about being enlightened. I understand now and see when communication doesn't happen. And I, and I want to share that with others. Mm-hmm. So what you should have learned from that is that James has got the street smarts of this equation and you were taught or as like, and I am currently and or was a communication major, got my degree from Metropolitan State University of Denver. Ooh, wah. go Red Runners. Um, so to say that like I am a communication expert, we can maybe go there. I do have a piece of paper that says I know things. Uh, I currently am a Starbucks barista, which means I get to take everybody's orders, condense them down into something and then produce a drink. Which again, you want to talk about effective communication? Do you want whip or do you not want whip? How hard of a like? These are simple concepts, and you're like, yeah, dude, that's not very hard. I'm here to tell you right now. Do you know how many times that gets missed in a conversation or just a basic communication? So James is going to be your street smarts. Brandon is going to be your communications like book smart, bookworm, however you want to phrase it. I've still got the communication theories rattling around in my head, and those are our credentials. Or those are our credentials. But, you know, it's also important for you guys to know us as individuals and as people. So, James, I heard you have a couple questions lined up for me. I do. All right. All right. He's he's moving the deal so I cannot look and cheat and get the answers. That is correct. So, Brandon, I I want everybody to get to know you a little bit. And also, I'm going to take this as a moment to get to know you a little bit better. These are focused questions. Would you rather be loved by all? Okay. Or feared by all. Okay. This is uh so this is a bit of a tough one. And I think the answer comes from loved by all. Uh, I very much want to be appreciated. And while feared by all is kind of nice that no one's ever going to doubt me or like mess with me at all. Love, loved by all is definitely, I definitely, the attaboys, the appreciation, the like, hey, how you doing? That kind of thing. I'm a big fan of being appreciated by other people. Okay. Well, I think that says a lot about you. And that was, that was a good answer. I'm not going to say there's right or wrong. Next one. Would you rather be poor but help people mm-hmm. or become incredibly rich by hurting people? Okay. Um, no, 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 no. I'm currently in the service industry and I have understood that I actually do enjoy serving people a lot. So I will say that I would rather be poor and help people than be rich and hurt people. Um, yeah, uh, I'm in the service industry, and as dumb as it sounds, I like to hand out grande caramel macchiatos every day and tell you to have a nice day. And that don't pay the $11,000 bill that everybody wants to have. So I will say that I would rather be poor and help people. All right, that's a great answer. All right, final question. Okay. Would you rather your only mode of transportation be a donkey oh, yeah. okay. right. or a giraffe? And this is very important to who you are. Okay. Um, I'm going to have to say a donkey. 
uh, I so I don't I don't even know where you would come up with a housing for a giraffe. Uh, I think feeding a giraffe would be expensive. I live in I was like I live in Colorado. I feel like a, keeping a giraffe at the regular temperature of that of us of the with the African plains would just be miserably expensive. And again, we've already established that I'd rather be poor and help people. But I, look, I, my family's from like the, you know, I got farmers and I got ranchers on the other side of the family. So as far as I'm concerned, I feel like a donkey just works all the time. There's, there's not a time where a donkey doesn't work. Uh, that's definitely a right answer. A donkey's a workhorse, right? You're going to get some work done. A giraffe is kind of showy, kind of yeah. like a red Honda would be showy. Oh, are we are we talking about the red Honda? No, Civic no, I'm just saying like, yeah, yes, okay. with the spoilers and stuff. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. super, that would be showy like a giraffe. Yeah, okay. Whereas a donkey would be something like a F-350 work truck kind of thing. There it be called Haas? Yes. Okay. Yes. All if right. you name your truck or your car... We, I was like, both of us have named our car, actually. You've named your truck Haas, yeah, and my uh, yeah. little red 2020 Honda Civic, there is no spoiler, is known as Dewey, though. It is known yeah. as Dewey. Yeah. yeah. So both Giraffe. of us have named our cars. We have. Yeah. yeah. But it's okay. They're both very functional. Yeah. All right. So tit for tat here. It is only fair that I then get to return certain questions. Um, we have decided that, like, would you rather questions are just great ways to get to know people, in all honesty. So, James... And these are three questions that I've carried throughout my entire Starbucks career and I'm going to carry throughout the rest of my life. Would you rather step in dog poop barefoot? And this is like a good steaming pile of dog poop, right? This isn't this didn't come from a Chihuahua. This is probably like a Rottweiler, maybe a Great Dane, um, barefoot. Or would you rather have a bird do a flyby and just like dive bomb the top of your head, nice little splat, a little bit probably of like a clunk, and, you know, you have to deal with bird dung on your head or dog dung on your feet. Hmm. I've had both. Okay. Thank you. And I would choose the dog poo on my shoe. No, okay. it's a barefoot, right? Yeah, barefoot. Not Warm even on and steamy. Shoe. I'd be fine with that. All right. I'd rather have that. Birds are nasty. I did just, I, what, are they even real anymore? We don't know. <laughs> Um, so that, I was like, that is question number one. Now, question number two is a lot more difficult and this kind of just gets to figure out who you really are. Now, would you rather kick a puppy and I'm talking, I mean, not necessarily like punt a puppy across a field, but I need this puppy to yelp and to probably not trust you for a little bit after this, right? Mm-hmm. This is, this is a good kick. Or would you push an old person down a flight of stairs? Oh. Am I allowed to ask questions? Sure. Go ahead. Does the old person live? To, like that's a TBD because okay. if you like uh if you like if an old person breaks a hip some of them live some of them don't like this is kind of how like set like this, this is a flight of stairs man like I'm not talking like Empire State Building like they're going down okay. several like Just you know seven to thirteen like like if you, steps if down. you were in your house uh-huh. and like said person was at the top with their walker and you kind of just give them that little Spartan kick down the flight of stairs some of them can like there, there's some old guys out there that are gonna pull through man. And there's some of them that are just going to be like, nah, this is it. I'm done. Well, you know I'm a dog lover. Okay. Yes, you do. You and actually have two dogs right now. I'm, I'm getting old. Mm-hmm. So I would definitely, if I'm only hurting a dog to make him yelp, I would definitely go for the dog. I would never in my life push an old man or lady. Okay. 
down a step of set of stairs. Fair enough. I was like, and that's a that's actually the correct answer. Oh, there's it's, correct answers so on there, here. There's a bit you of, have right and wrong answers. Well, that one comes from a backstory where I hung out in youth group and we called a 40 year old guy. We called him the old man. This is when we were like 12, like you know, 17 year old kids, right? Like that age range where the second you cross like the 27 threshold, you're basically on your grave. And you have you'd have to look at the old man and be like, yeah, no, I'd rather push you down a flight of stairs than like kick a puppy. <laughs> so that was where that question comes from. Now, lastly, and this is very important, um, there's an old Hanna-Barbera cartoon, sponsored, or not sponsored, but brought to you by uh, Warner Brothers, WB, mm-hmm. called Scooby-Doo. Yep. There are five members of a, dare we call them, a gang, a mystery gang, if you will. We have Fred, we have Daphne, we have Velma, we have Shaggy, and we have Scooby. Of those five members, because Scrappy-Doo does not count, I don't want to hear about none of that, uh, who... Are you? Who do you identify with? Whose characteristics do you believe you align with? If the chakras were there and you had to like have a cup of coffee with this individual, who would you get along with the most? Who would you most relate to? I think that's pretty easy, and I could go through all of them. We're mm-hmm. not going to do that. I'm definitely not a Scooby or a Shaggy. I'm the farthest thing from a Shaggy. I don't know, dude. Look, your snacks are on point. Yeah, but it's not just about the snacks. It's no. about the woe dude part of it. Right? Okay, it's about being a woe dude, mm-hmm. and I'm not that. And I don't really associate with the girls, but I know that we're associating with their persona, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Glasses or movie star. I'm, you know, I'm probably somewhere between the two of those. But I was I like, you do that. have a podcast and you do wear glasses. I am going to, yes, I can't read without them. But that's beside the point. Let's talk about Fred. Okay. I've always associated with Fred. You know, uh-huh. he had a kind of a minor part, but his part was the most important because he kept the team together. Mm-hmm. And I love leadership. And I think that I would be definitely fred in that group plus he wears cool sweaters i was like and who doesn't love an ascot right excuse me an ascot i thought we were pg rating we this. are look that is a word that is in the vocabulary that is effectively communicated what he wears around his neck it is not a scarf it is an ascot okay yeah it's not a bandana either it's not no so see and you're gonna learn like i said but also having a vocabulary incredibly helps with communications so that's a little bit about us. I almost got my ascot in trouble. Oh my goodness! Yeah, I was like, that almost—it's also a joke in Toy Story Three. The How little... could it not be a joke? <laughs> it, just, it, just, it happens, man. It's it's what it is. But so that, that's kind of our credentials, and then that way you guys at least have an understanding of who you're talking to. Um, that you know that way we're not just some robotic voices behind here. But yep. Both. Yes. Well, yeah. Thanks, Brandon. And that I think it's important to know who we are. I have done a lot of reading, studying on on from psychologists, from communication experts in the field, and they seem to complicate the whole task of communication. And that's mm-hmm. what's got us to here. I've read about the three keys to communication, the five keys to communication, the seven keys to communication. Mm-hmm. And I also saw an article on 52 keys to communication. A little bit of repeating in case you needed one for every day. It's not that hard, mm-hmm. but I think there's a combination. And that's what I think we're going to figure out is understand how to communicate with everybody at a deeper level. Yeah. Fully understand that. So and we current so currently actually you have read this book several times before or at least listened to it on a podcast. What book are you talking about? Oh, so Sarah we are, we are you gonna mention the name of the book. I, I was like, well, or we can keep them guessing. Is for this a, hot a psychic move show? You want to I mean, do some yeah, psychic stuff? Just psychically tell them what the name of the book is first, yeah, and then sign up next week. Subscribe. subscribe Make sure you subscribe. Yeah. All right. So I'm gonna psychically tell you what the book is right now. 
All right. Is it Never Split the Difference by Chris Voss? It is definitely Never Split the Difference by Chris Voss. That's a great book. Hey, I've listened to that several times and I've read it a couple okay. of times. Right. But that book, I believe, is going to be important for me because I use the skills that are in that book every day of the week. There's things that are talked about in negotiation. Chris Voss is a negotiation or, or was formerly a negotiation, a hostage negotiator for the FBI. International hostage negotiator for the FBI. He was the dude. Like if you like in all the movies, if you get that call because such and such a terrorist has taken such and such like president hostage, this was the dude that picked up the phone and was like, nah, he's coming home alive today. That is the guy. And he now has a, a company called the Black Swan Group. But in writing this book, he gives us nine principles of negotiations. And it talks about never splitting the difference is the name of the book. But there's nine principles in there. But of those principles, three or four of them I use every day. And in using them, it's about communication and listening. The book would be better uh, touted as a book that's about listening, learning to listen, learning to get people to communicate and understand their side of it, which is key to any negotiation. It's kind of neat. He ties it to hostage negotiations that he had throughout his career and then ties these principles in. And then those principles have some practice that in it. But anyways, it, it is a book. It's been a book that's really influenced my communication over the last couple of years. So we're going to start with a book. We're not a book report, though. No, so we're not a book report. So obviously we are reading this book. He's read it several times before. I have read it at least one time. And we don't want this to be a book report. We want to take this. We want to digest it this ourselves. And then we want to relay back to you how we have used like principles of this book and like how this book has affected us and done different things like that, right? We don't want to just give you the, yeah, no, this is chapter two. And in chapter two, he talks about this. We want to give you... This is how I have taken chapter two's principles and I have used this in my own life. This is how you can apply chapter two to your own life. And thank goodness for Chris Voss because he's actually, he, this is quality content, right? We're, we're going to give it to you, but we also, I would not tell you not to read this book. It is a very good book. And what we plan to do is in, in every episode, tie it back to the uncommon communicator. We didn't really talk about what that name is. Why mm-hmm. is, why, did, why aren't we the common communicator? What's uncommon? Uncommon is when... People are enlightened and they understand whether communication happens or not. And we'll tie back these principles to being uncommon, the uncommon communicator. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's just take a moment. Let's just give you like a little bit of an excerpt from the book, dare we say, just to wet the whistle, to you know, prep the palate, as some people might say. Do you have another P? You we, throw there? Uh, to possibly prep the palate. To, nice. Uh, you know, yep. something like this. This is to, to get you all to come back for something on. Uh, this is actually like legit page one stuff. So there's no spoilers whatsoever for this book. You're going to have to come back and learn more. Um, we've got your son, boss. Give us $1 million or he dies. Pause. Blink. Mindfully urge the heart rate back to normal. Sure. I've been in these types of situations before. Tons of them. Money for lives, but not like this. Not with my son on the line. Not $1 million. And not against people with fancy degrees and a lifetime of negotiating experience. You see, the people across the table, my negotiating counterparts, were Harvard Law School negotiating professors. Boom. And he gets into it, man. And he lets you have it. He doesn't pull back nothing. This book is Chris Voss, 110%, telling you what he has done with his career how it has helped him, and how his career can impact your communication. 
Exactly. And going from there, we'll plan to have some interviews. I know some people that are just excellent communicators. We're going to dig deep into interviews, into concepts and ideas. You had some ideas and and concepts from the oldie times. Is that right? How far back do we go? I mean, so obviously people have been communicating since the dawn of time, right? The second you can look at somebody and nod and understand what someone else means is how it goes. I mean, you can equate, you can go back to the Greek sophists if you wanted to. Uh, Like back, the second you started writing down history is the second you can start communicating something. Do you think they mastered communication back then? I think they mastered communication for their time. I think if you took someone from their time and you were like, hey man, can you go write me an email? They'd look at you and be like, huh? Yeah, they wouldn't. They would be too long, wouldn't they? It would, I do. Or maybe too short. But the idea is they, and that's a key point. That's great. And when we talk about communication for our time, what I have seen is our communication has changed. As everybody knows, Brandon knows especially, I'm an old guy. And old guys have seen a lot of things change over the years. And how I communicated as a kid and the opportunities we have with technology that exists now are completely different. Mm-hmm. How we communicate from rotary phones to many computers that we carry around with us. Communication has changed. How, but there are some principles that, that are going to lie deep for us to understand on how to relate on a, on a one-to-one level. Very much so. So that is us. That is the podcast. That is the show. Is there something you want these people to walk away with, James? What do, what do I want everybody to walk away with today? Yeah. I want them to walk away with the idea of looking for enlightenment. You need to be able to look in somebody's eye and know that you've communicated with them. And if you don't, you, you let's work on some skills that are going to help you understand, read, evaluate to help work those words into them. If we can leave with anything today, it's enlightenment. It's that word. Okay. Enlightenment is the word. And that's what y'all can go forward with for the rest of the day. See you next time.